<laughs> Yo, what's going down, man? It's going down, yeah. She knows you want it, I got it. Rolling up the man and eat. Damn right, it's exotic. Going down, yeah. What's going on, y'all? I just be being silly. Shout out to my man, uh, Big Draco, I guess. Now, Big Dre, aka Draco, Big Draco. You know what I'm saying? Love to that kid. You know what I mean? He's a real good dude, man. Um, Check out the interview that he did here a few weeks back during season one. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Hope, hope to have the kid on again soon. Hope all is well with you guys, gang. Other than that, um, how you been? How, how's it going? How how are you? I can't complain. Can you? Nah, not for a sec. It's your boy Phantom Fuego, P-H-A-N-T-M, P-H-U-E-G-O. And you are tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews. With just a twist of his got a point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that's uh, been rocking and vibing with the show since season one. You're in season two now. And if this is your first time getting in and rocking and vibing with us welcome 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 thank you guys so much for tuning in and, and, and vibing with the journey man this is this has definitely been a blessing second 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 the second episode of season two. Oh, second episode of season two. Oh, right and now it's about to get into that summer season so we definitely going to turn up uh took some days off for memorial day weekend salute to the veterans had to take some time off to celebrate the holiday of the fact that you know our baby turned one years old so you know it was it was a nice few days off right there man i got to you know recalibrate refocus get refreshed and uh you know get in the right frame of mind to excuse me they get in the right frame of mind to really get this thing popping for season two i'm i'm very excited i'm super excited i'm so excited i think this is gonna be an amazing time i think we're gonna have a very very good time season two season five season 25 i don't think this train is gonna stop anytime soon i think we are just beginning this journey we have only just begun the the romance is not over got so much love to give yeah your boy fan of can't sing for shit but it ain't gonna stop me from crooning out some of them notes for y'all because i love my fam right here Y'all not listeners, y'all not an audience, this is a fam, this is a community. We go back and forth in the emails, I love it so much. You know what I mean? The interaction is such a blessing, please keep it up. For those that haven't had an opportunity and would like to email a question, a comment, a critique, a criticism, you can always hit me up on the Instagrams at His Ghetto Point of View, uh, the His Ghetto Point of View podcast, HGPOV podcast, any of those, uh, you can hit me up on and also uh yeah check out all our ig pages man uh try to keep it up to date with all of the different uh latest podcasts as well as uh, any news or interesting things going on in the city um that i think people should be aware of our new songs new singles new shows um and we're just going to continue to do that more and more as this thing progresses so definitely check out his ghetto point of view on instagram hgpov show his ghetto point of view podcast HGVOP pod. There's a, there's a few different ones up there. If you just put in his ghetto point of view at HGPOV, 
his ghetto point of view or HGPOV. His ghetto point of view is, of course, spelled H-I-S-G-H-E-T-T-O-P-O-I-N-T. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Why you put that in? Check that out. We take it from there, guys. We take it from there. We take it from there. Oh, man. Beautiful day. It's a lovely day. You know what I'm saying? Out here making money. Not a lot, but you know, every penny, nickel, and dime helps. And uh, hope you guys is getting to it and pushing forward and getting to your dreams. Putting your best foot forward, taking it all in stride. And uh, despite everything going on in this crazy world, we inhale, exhale, breathe on it. In the words of the amazing Rockefeller artist. And uh, yeah, man, we don't, we take every day as a blessing. And a lesson, something to be learned from and looked forward to. Something to look forward to is something to learn from, you dig me? Something to learn from and look forward to every single day. It's going to be a dope show. Thank you so much to those who continue to like, share, and subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Wednesdays and Sundays is when we get to it. You know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. Please continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. I challenge you find your favorite episode and share it out to your community, man. Let people know his ghetto point of view is the dopest podcast on the planet. Coming up out the city, going global and beyond through the stratosphere into the far reaches of the fucking galaxy you dig me it's your boy fed fuego i'm in an awesome awesome mood and i'm sure y'all are too and i thank y'all so much for your time because you could have been anywhere in the world but you rocking and vibing with the kid and i super duper appreciate it excuse me you rocking and vibing with the young man all right all right <laughs> we're gonna take a break we're gonna jump into the first story it's gonna be an amazing episode we here baby we get to it this is his ghetto point of view bringing you the news views previews and reviews but just a twist to his ghetto point of view Ooh, ooh, ooh. we'll be right back let's get to it yeah we back gang we back so please guys as always continue to like share subscribe to the show tell a friend to tell a friend make sure you hit your notifications so whichever platform you're on whether it be anchor spotify radio republic pocket pocket cast uh radio cast whichever whichever platform you're listening on gang you make sure you get the latest episodes and you know when we go live and please continue to donate paypal.me slash phantom fuego p-h-a-n-t-m p-h-u-e-g-o or at venmo at phantom p-h-a-n-t-m dash fuego p-h-u-e-g-o dash 42 the number four the number two and as always any artist looking to get their stuff featured on the show hit us up his ghetto point of view at gmail.com or you could just send this stuff to the inboxes any movies any actors working on a new film or a new pilot for a television show any producers or directors working on new shorts or new new pilots new reels as well hit us up man his ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com any com- comics working on new specials 
new skits, new sketches, his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Any app developers working on new, new amazing apps, social apps, gaming apps, uh, utility apps, productivity apps, whatever it is. Our very diverse audience would love to hear from you. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. H I S G H E T T O P O I N T. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. All right, gang. So been a rather interesting week these playoffs is heating up these playoffs is heating up shout out to the knicks they had an excellent series they definitely had an excellent series but uh they were taken out by the atlanta hawks um you know which is a good and a bad thing because i think i think people may have soured on a second round experience that only included people that have been fully vaccinated and i'm just being honest man because that's a lot to ask people um, who still may have some reservations. And I felt the whole time that was the goal. That was what they were pushing. And it was like, nah. But you know, next season, they're not going to let people into the arenas that aren't vaccinated. So good luck. Good luck. Um, Yeah, man, this, this is definitely going to be interesting times. This is definitely going to be interesting times. So as I said, going forward into the... uh. Going forward, uh, it's just going to be interesting times. Uh, the Hawks prevail again, five, sending Knicks on vacation to advance to the second round. As per SB Nation, shout out to Peach Tree Hoops. Uh, Hawks get the job done to eliminate the Knicks season. The Atlanta Hawks dispatched the New York Knicks at the first time, at the first time of asking, what? As the Hawks took game five. In Madison Square Garden on Wednesday night to advance to the second round, 103-89. Trey Young closed the Knicks out with 36 points, including 13 of 15 from the free throw line. Very nice, Trey. And nine assists, while DeAndre Hunter added 15 points. DeAndre Hunter has been a great pickup for them. Uh, for the Knicks, Julius Randle scored 23 points and grabbed 13 rebounds. R.J. Barrett added 17 in a closeout game on the road, the Hawks struggled in the first half, especially from three-point range, and this was the key for the Hawks and why they didn't blow the Knicks out of the water as they shot three of 17 from three in the first half. The Hawks took a five-point lead into the halftime. That was despite the Hawks shooting only three of 17 from distance. First half was a chippy affair, as you would expect in an elimination game. And Julius Randle, he was ready to get to it. Julius Randle was perhaps fortunate not to see a flagrant one for his elbow to Onyeka Kongu's face. Todd Gibson did see a flagrant one for his airborne shove of DeAndre Hunter, who was not happy with the play from Gibson before a mini skirmish at the end of the first half broke out as Solomon Hill got in the grill of Nerland's Noel. Yeah, it was, you know. Atlanta, New York, man. This is how it used to be, man. We need we need some of these old slugfest games back. Oh, the third quarter was a chippy one too, and the Hawks showed fantastic mental fortitude as some calls didn't go their way. Nerlens Noel was trying to get himself punched in some of <laughs> get himself punched with some of the with some of his plays, and the Hawks themselves finally <laughs> established a double digit lead despite all of that. And on the road in a tough environment. Yeah, come on, you know MSG. We've been we've been clamoring for some New York uh, playoff basketball, and oh, the fans went crazy. Somebody spit 
<laughs> Somebody spit on Trey Young. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> but I mean, you know what it is? The NBA has had such a reg a a strong uh security presence and heavy regulation on the fans for so long that we don't realize that this is how it gets down in other leagues all the time. There's fights, there's fans that throw stuff into the onto the floor, into the like there's fans that rush the floor all the time in other leagues. Like players in the NBA are very fortunate to not have to deal with the stuff that players in other leagues are subjected to all the time. In the NBA you really feel like you're just a player. You know what I mean? And you're playing a professional sport. While in other leagues you really realize it's really entertainment on top of it being a a, a sports league and these fans don't know how to act and they make it clear you are there to entertain me and I feel like a lot of the NBA players have been insulated from that for so long that now that you're having fans who are rabid and really dying to get out and get back to the game and you know they their mental state might not be the same as it was when they was able to get out all the time you're gonna have a little more rabid people you're gonna have people being more aggressive more hostile and Unfortunately, they need to get more security in these arenas to accommodate for that because these are things they should have known were going to happen. Anybody should have known that. But anyway, the Hawks missed a decent opportunity at the end of the third quarter to extend their lead with a little a lead a little further and every little burst the Knicks had in the fourth. Uh, and with every little burst the Knicks had in the fourth, the Hawks had an answer for and they took care of the lead when it mattered most. Behind 18 points in the fourth quarter from Young, including huge threes, the Hawks were able to close out the Knicks and win their first playoff series since 2016 against the Boston Celtics. I asked this question from in the Peachtree Hoops Slack, and I'm interested in the general consensus now that it has happened. Which was the better closeout win, Game 6 in Boston in 2016 or Game 5 in New York in 2021? Just curious. Usually I like to list the quotes here and there and perhaps look at film, but we'll do things a little differently today. Okay, pretty cool article. Shout out to Peachtree Hoops for that, SB Nation. Uh, shout out to the Hawks for moving on and advancing to the second round. Also, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, who I have winning the entire thing, um, quote me, quote me, quote me. I have the Philadelphia Sixers winning the entire thing. Uh, playoff bell ringer. Sixers advanced the second round with 129-112 winning game five. Now the Sixers are going to play the Hawks. To be honest with you, the Knicks would have been a better match for the Sixers because the Knicks have a bit more, uh, a bit more balanced play. The Hawks have a ton of perimeter play. They have three-point snipers all around the perimeter. They've got maybe one guy that you can really rely on to bring it in the box consistently, and then a slasher. You know, DeAndre Hunter, Hunter is definitely a tweener slasher guy. Uh, yeah, they've got one big, they got one dude that they can rely on for like 17, 18 in the box every night. Um, everybody else that plays in the box, like dead men and them, you know, they're really not as reliable for their offensive explosion, but they have so much firepower from beyond the art that it might not matter that they may be able to just make it happen, but they really rely very heavily on Trey Young's playmaking ability. And they don't really have another point guard who can play make 
even at half the level he does once he's out the game. So it becomes very one-on-one and very uh, rudimentary and basic basketball when they don't have the high-level playmaker, Trey Young, going in there and facilitating the offense. So I don't know if they have enough to beat the 76ers, who have not only Ben Simmons running the offense, Joel Embiid playing the five, but they've got a variety and a barrage of players that they can throw at you in between that. if oh Man, I so wish Jimmy Butler had just stayed in Philly. And I think he fits so well with what Doc Rivers would have brought to the team. With Doc, Jimmy, with Joel and Ben, I think we would have just been saying it's lock it in. But I get it. Jimmy wanted to be the man on his own team. So I get it. And Miami and Jimmy is just a good fit. I I get all of those things. But Philly and Jimmy was a good fit, too, because he's a he's about that Philly action. You know what I'm saying? He's about that Philly action. So I think he would have been a great fit for them. But, you know, they're not they're not complaining at all. They still have an amazing team. Tobias Harris is a great third piece for them. And uh, he can score 30, 40 a night on any given night, um, but then he can just fall back and let Embiid have a great night or Ben Simmons have a great night. So they've they've really they got a lot. With Joel Embiid unavailable for game five, the Sixers shifted to small ball by inserting Matisse Thybul in the starting lineup. So think about that. They closed out their series against a pretty good Wizards team with two bona fide superstars without Joel Embiid. They literally have a dude. They literally could have put Ben Simmons at the five if they wanted and literally had him redo the magic shit. Just think about that. But I'm going to be quiet. With Joel Embiid unavailable for game five, the article continues. The Sixers shifted to a small ball lineup by inserting Matisse Thibel, who's a great player in the starting lineup. Initially, the lack of rim protection hurt Philly with Bradley Beal who went off at 32, easily getting to the rim with frequency. The Sixers' offense certainly looked perky, though. Finishing the game, 51.2% from the field and attempting 43 free throws, making 34. So they were attacking the basket the whole goddamn game on Washington. When the Wizards' shots stopped falling in the fourth quarter, 6 of 18 from the field in the final frame, the Sixers were able to pull away and start an early celebration on their 129-112 victory. They now advance to the second round to face Atlanta Hawks. But before we turn our attention to Trey and company, let's choose our final bell ringer from the first round. Mm-mm-mm. Seth Curry, 30 points, to assist. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy. And in B's absence, the Sixers handed the keys to the offense to Seth Curry, who responded with a playoff career high 30 the they say only one Curry could go. The best Curry scored nine points in the first quarter to help the Sixers keep pace with a hot Wizards club out of the gate. Shout out to Seth Curry, man. Being the younger brother is never easy. Being the, the little brother is never easy when your father done played in the league and your brother is a superstar in the league. People think you in the league just because of your bro, but you regularly show that you go to work. You regularly show that you go to works. Seth scored 12 points in the first four minutes and change and change of the second half. Roasting poor Raul, Raul Neto over 
over a spit as the Sixers exploited that matchup again and again all night long. Hurry kit. Hurry. Curry hit high degree of difficulty step backs and floor. The kid can shoot. The kid can shoot off the dribble. Spot up. This season has not has often been about getting Seth to shoot the ball more. An odd request for one of the best shooters in the league. Tonight he felt more empowered to do so, helping carry the Sixers offense at this critical juncture of the season. No, not Seth Curry. <laughs> he dropped Rui Hachimura. No. No. Mm-mm-mm. Tyrese Maxey, an excellent pickup. Yo, these UK kids don't play, man. Tyrese Maxey, I knew he was a beast coming out. I don't even understand how he went so low. I do not understand how he went so low. The Knicks needed another scoring guard. But anyway... Maxi was probably behind. They got quickly, though, so you can't really be too mad. But Tyrese Maxi, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Maxi was probably behind a few guys in the regard to actual reason the Sixers won this game. But spiritually, the rookie owned this game like no other player. The phrase, not afraid of the moment, was created for Tyrese Maxi For a stretch in the first half, it was the rookie trading blows with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. He reigned in pull-up jumpers and fearlessly attacked the Washington big men at the rim. This dude has always been about that action. He don't care who got the who the other team got. He don't care how big their team is. He don't care the names on their jerseys. Tyrese Maxey came out here to bowl. He reigned in pull-up jumpers and fearlessly attacked. One dunk attempt where he was fouled should actually have been a and one because Anthony Gill deflected the ball by reaching up through the rim. Maxey also showcased his playmaking ability, chipping in a terrific alley-oop to Dwight Howard and a smooth pocket pass to a cutting Furcon Korkmaz. Basically, you haven't witnessed pure joy until you've seen this 20-year-old bouncing up and down after converting a gorgeous scoop shot in the playoffs. Yeah, he's he's different. Ben Simmons, 19 points, 19 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, one steal, two blocks, only four turnovers. After criticism, both deserved and undeserved. Following Game 4 loss, Simmons stepped up with his third career playoff triple-double. Second only to Will Chamberlain in franchise history, who has currently eight. Shout to Will to still one of the best players of all time, arguably the best player of all time, but because of his off-the-court antics, allegedly, allegedly because of his off-the-court antics, he doesn't get that shot. He halted the Hackabin in the first half by making three of four free throws across two possessions. Shot has been getting much better this season. Doc Rivers has been helping him so much along with their shooting staff. It's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. And having a Curry on your team to work with after practice doesn't hurt either. More importantly, though, he picked his spots to be aggressive offensively, then took advantage of his foot speed advantage over Daniel Gaffer, driving twice past him for buckets. Later, he noticed that Smith switched on to him and tacked the paint for two points against 6'10", 6'11", point guard. Um, and he's fast like a gazelle. And he jumps out the gym and he's so big and strong. Add in the outstanding defense, playmaking, and terror-inducing transition game. And Ben was the all-around dominant force tonight. We know he's capable of being. Tobias Harris. This is why they brought Long Island Tobias to the goddamn Philly. And this is why they kept Long Island Tobias over Jimmy Butler. Because at the end of the day... Jimmy Butler is arguably a better leader, more aggressive. 
But that might not be what they needed for this team. If they want Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to grow into their leadership roles, Long Island Tobias, while he is a leader on the team, he's going to lead more by example. He's a more reserved, mild-mannered version of the two, and he's still going to drop in 30, 40 points a night. But you ain't got to worry about his personality overshadowing Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So you might kind of think of the season when they brought Tobias and Jimmy in as kind of a trial of which one they wanted to keep. They kept the right one. After the game four blip, Harris turned to to torching the Wizards. He was far too quick for Gafford and abused Rui Hachimura. We'll pull up floaters off, off, coming off screens. Rui is nice, but Long Island Tobias is just something special. In addition to getting to the foul line ten times, Tobias also made some really high-level passes, finding Simmons twice under the basket out of double teams in the fourth quarter. On the defensive end, his steal and transition and find and find ahead to Ben's Oh uh, talking about Tobias Harris and find ahead to Ben Simmons to make it an 82-78 game was one of the big turning points. It was an outstanding all-around effort from Toby. I call him Long Island Tobias, New York's New York's own right here, who was asked to do even more than usual and answered the call. They have so many players on this team. Then they got Dwight Howard, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, a block. Come on, man. This this team is just so profoundly big. The small ball narrative doesn't fit completely cleanly because Dwight Howard had a strong performance off the bench. The big man bounced back from a dreadful Game 3 effort, looking lively around the rim with 3 blocks, crashing the glass for 4 offensive rebounds and drawing plenty of fouls and having a nice 8 of 10 line at the charity stripe. Dwight Howard looked bouncy out there and he's on the short list of players you would imagine are most energized by the full capacity Wells Fargo Center crowd. Whether or not Joel comes back Back soon, the Sixers need this version of Howard. Mm-mm-mm. Such a great game. I feel that they are just so deep. They have so many pieces. They have a great coach. And I think that it really gets overlooked how deep their team is. People forget that they have Tobias Harris and Dwight Howard. They literally have two players who could be superstars other places Dwight Howard used to be a superstar he's in his more senior season and he's come back after a lot of controversy much more committed to actually just being focused on playing the game you know what I mean butt surgery will do that to you allegedly (laughs) allegedly butt surgery will do that to you but sheesh you know what you do in your personal time is your business but when you're getting broke off so much that people got to do reconstructive surgery on your rear end and god damn god damn my man God damn, but we'll take a quick break. This is his ghetto point of view. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, we back, gang. We back. We back. So just to continue on in NBA news, uh, one other article that I found that was really interesting, which I wholeheartedly agreed with. Well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about these two. Uh, so from Hot Hot Hoops, uh, uh, two years out, it's clear he should have traded for Chris Paul. Paul has shown that he still has plenty left in the tank in the last two seasons. Absolutely a fact. Pat Riley says there that 
There's winning and there's misery. As the Heat wallow in the ladder after their first round sweep to the Milwaukee Bucks, which is insane after getting all the way to the finals last year. But whatever, Riley may look back at the trades he didn't make. Should he have given Danilo Gallinari the extension he wanted in February 2020? Jay Crowder left after one playoff run, and Trevor Ariza may also be headed out the door after a poor playoff performance. Should he have relented and traded Kyler Hero for Kyle Lowry? But he should be kicking himself for the move that, with two years of hindsight, looks like the hugest mistake of all. I, I, I added that in there. They just wrote biggest. I think that's the hugest mistake of all. Trading for Chris Paul, the point God. After the Heat executed the sign and trade for Jimmy Butler in July 12, July 2019, rumors linked Miami to two players, Paul and Russell Westbrook. Both were on bloated contracts, but Westbrook was perceived as the better player. Paul had struggled with injuries and missed the All-Star team in the last three seasons though coming off a year in which he shot 29 percent from three westbrook was still a triple double machine and a perennial all-star barry jackson of the miami herald reported that the oklahoma city thunder asked for two of miami's three young players justice winslow bam Adebayo, and tyler hero respectively in a deal for westbrook the heat held firm which is interesting i mean even they've already justice winslow is not no longer on the team so, Justice and Tyler for Westbrook, how they did that deal. In the end, Paul and Westbrook switched teams uh, because Houston was getting the quote-unquote better player in the deal. The Rockets also gave the Oklahoma City Thunder first-round picks in 2024 and 2026 and pick pops pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. Paul's trade value was low, and many didn't think that he needed to trade Winslow out of bio or hero for the 2006 Rookie of the Year. The Heat and Thunder had talks about trading Paul to the Heat, but ESPN's Brian Windhorst reported the Thunder already owning Miami's 2021 and 2023 first-round picks complicated a deal. Mm-mm-mm. We know what happened after that. Paul surpassed anyone's expectations with a return to the All-Star team and a selection to the All-NBA second team. Really? Anyone's expectations? I don't think that's true. I think most people knew that Paul, Chris Paul was still a beast, still a problem. He's just been injury prone. But the fact that he changed his diet and went vegan and changed the way he exercises, all of these things have helped him now be less injury prone. And people don't want to deal with the fact that Chris Paul going vegan made him less injury prone because all of that beef and mucus and meat and milk in his system was causing him serious dietary issues. Being so short and stout and taking so much pounding, that diet really wasn't good for him. He needed to lighten his load as opposed to constantly trying to put on mass to deal with the collisions he took in the NBA. He needed to lighten his load and figure out ways to be still have the same level of heft and girth to some degree but be able to move lighter and put less of a pounding on his joints especially now in his senior season of being an nba legend that's just me talking don't it sound like i'm writing the article god damn it damn <laughs> this nigga good
damn that nigga good. This is why you donate, gang. This is why you donate. PayPal.me slash Phantom Fuego. PayPal.me slash Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego. P-H-U-E-G-O. Or Venmo Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego dash Fuego. P-H-U-E-G-O dash 42. The number four, the number two. The article continues... And Paul had another stellar year with the Suns, now on the verge of knocking off the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-mm-mm. I also have to admit that I was wrong. Two years ago, I wrote a piece saying that the Heat shouldn't trade for Paul, who was on a steady decline, quote-unquote. I also said a 34-year-old Paul wasn't worth giving up the flexibility of having cap space in 2021. Two years out, seeing Paul play as one of the best players in the NBA for two straight seasons and Giannis Antetokounmpo sign a Supermax extension with the Bucks, it's clear the Heat missed an opportunity to pair an elite point guard with Butler and not give up significant assets. They damn sure did. That is the way the cookie crumbles. That is the way the cookie crumbles. That is the way the cookie crumbles. Shout out to the Mavericks for beating the Clippers in game five, taking a 3-2 series lead. I really and truly think the Mavericks have this series. Um, it's theirs to lose at this point. They have two chances to get it done. I think they got this. I think this is in the books. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things. <clears throat> so, uh, lastly, in uh, NBA news, uh, the Lakers reportedly looked into a Kyle Kuzma for Spencer Dinwiddie trade earlier in the season, which they probably should have did. Once the Nets started retooling, and I think Kyle Kuzma would be a much better fit alongside Kevin Durant and all those boys than he is with the Lakers. And the Lakers desperately need a scorer like Spencer Dinwiddie who can also run the offense. Just is what it is. He can play the one or the two. He can lead your offense. He can be a pick-and-pop guy, pick-and-roll guy. He can slash to the basket. He can run the one like a true classical one. And the dude got range for days. I don't Plus, he plays hella good D. I, I don't think there's any reason not to have traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. There isn't a precedent for what's, what happens when LeBron James gets eliminated in the first round of NBA playoffs because, well, it's never happened before. But it's safe to assume that changes will be made around him if the Los Angeles Lakers are eliminated by the Phoenix Suns this week. That can mean a change at the head coaching position, as it famously has been in the past when underperforming James-led teams with underperforming James-led teams, I should say, but it's more likely that it would be a trade, specifically a trade involving one of the few salary ballast on their roster, Kyle Kuzma. 
meaning, you know, he's not on a heavy contract yet. He's still getting some of his rookie ducats handed to him. Kuzma has been a more impactful player in his fourth season with the Lakers, but lately the the little things he does have been negated by the things he's unable to do when he's asked to play a bigger role. That's been especially evident in the games that Lakers have played without Anthony Davis, but he is not Anthony Davis and they shouldn't be asking him to do what Anthony Davis does, but okay, whatever. Kuzma signed a contract extension with the Lakers in December, but according to Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, his name has still been brought up in trade talks. Los Angeles did engage, to quote the article, Los Angeles did engage teams with packages involving Kyle Kuzma before March's trade deadline. Sources said Kuzma's... Kuzma begins a three-year, $39 million contract next season. They made a bunch of calls, one assistant general manager told Bleacher Report. They were very, very active. I put that second very in there. In addition to their pursuit of Lowry, the Lakers were canvassing the league for opportunities to acquire a rookie-scale player who could perhaps bridge these James who could perhaps bridge this James Davis chapter in the inevitable post-James future, meaning someone who could pair with Davis as Davis becomes the senior guy and that guy would be his then Robin to that Davis Batman. <clears throat> Before Spencer Dinwiddie's injury, Los Angeles even inquired about adding Brooklyn's reserve ball handler in exchange for Kyle Kuzma. The issue for the Lakers with finding a trade partner for Kuzma is getting equal value for him. For all of his faults, Kuzma is on a good contract for the production he provides on the defensive end, and that contract looks even better when his shots are falling like they were at the start of the season. Dinwiddie would have been a fair one-for-one -one trade for the Lakers in theory, but they likely would have to pay him north of $13 million. Of the $13 million Kuzma is due next season, either this summer or next summer, and the man gonna want it in cryptocurrency, you dig? And Spencer, then we go on one in cryptocurrency. Don't play with him. Send it in Monero to his account right now. Stop playing. <laughs> and at that point, you'd probably rather have Kuzma. Mm, I don't know if I'd rather have Kuzma because I have to pay him north of $13 million. That's not to say finding a tr finding a trade for Kuzma is impossible, but it's not as simple as just shipping him out, nor should it be. Whatever the case may be, expect the Lakers to be aggressive this offseason. But I mean, Kyle Kuzma is a legit great player. And when he gets the opportunity to be in, a, in the right place and allows him to play that tweener, three, four, sometimes big two role uh, that he enjoys playing um, and gives him more freedom to be showcased, he's going to be a killer in this league. And that's just the bottom damn line. Because Phantom Fuego said so, you dig me? Uh, this is his ghetto point of view, bringing you the news, views, previews, and reviews. With just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, definitely appreciate you guys for always taking the time to rock and vibe. Y'all could be anywhere else in the whole world. But you're here with me. And, uh, and, uh, very interesting political news. Uh, Donald Trump, according to uh, an article uh, in the New York Times, expects to be reinstated as president by August of this year. 
there was another contrasting article uh, when I did some additional research that said he actually was talking about being reinstated as the president of Trump University because of some of the scandals that he had, some of the lawsuits that he had with people for his realty and investment courses. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, but the article Trump is uh, this is a courtesy of RT.com. Trump expects to get reinstated by president as president by August New York Times Maggie Haberman claims sparking storms article from June 1st Maggie Haberman a CNN analyst and Washington correspondent for the New York Times sparked a controversy on her social media after she claimed former president Donald Trump has been telling people he was he will soon return to the presidency Trump has been telling a number of people he is in contact with quote to quote the article that <clears throat> to quote Maggie Haberman's Twitter post, excuse me. Trump has been telling a number of people he's in contact with that he expects that he will get reinstated by August, claimed Haberman on Twitter Tuesday, adding that she is, was simply sharing the information. And uh, one person uh, named Donnie O'Sullivan, who... Uh, reply to her tweet said talk of a Myanmar style coup in the United States has been popular among some Trump supporters and QAnon believers for months. For those that haven't been paying attention in Myanmar, it is absolutely crazy. There's a there's a coup going on. The government has been seized. They claim that they want a recount of the vote in Myanmar, which is a uh, I guess you'd say um, East Indian or Asian country. Um yeah, man, it's crazy over there right now. You got all the young people uh, joining this uh, paramilitary or street-like military, guerrilla military, and taking on the actual government. And they are not playing. They are not stopping. They are, like, swearing their allegiance, uh, drinking, like, this crazy concoction that's made on a blade. Like, it's crazy what's going on in Myanmar right now, y'all. And, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the atmospheric, a lot of these similar things are bubbling in our atmosphere right now where you have people questioning the validity of the vote. Listen, I didn't say you are personally, but a lot of people are. And if you are one of the people personally questioning it, you have every right to half, literally almost half of the country is questioning the validity of the vote. And then what a lot of things that have been going on since our this guy, uh, our, our amazing duo of Kamala and Biden have taken the presidency over. A lot of people are wondering what's happening in this country. So things, things are mercurial, man, to say the best. There's a lot of tension in the streets, especially with the youth. There are a lot of uh, uh, autonomous zones popping up all over the country. Portland, Chicago, New York these autonomous zones la um and they're not allowing the police to enter into these zones freely you have the upcoming uh lgbtq parade um the pride parade excuse me uh where you know it's not going to be any police allowed that is going to be a madhouse you have uh what's been going on at washington square park and the curfew that's been put in to uh try, try to quell the 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 wild evenings if you will that have been uh brewing over there um 
it's just a, it's just an interesting time, man. So it wouldn't be a shocker if in that climate, if in that climate you'd have, you know, the ability for a civil unrest to take place and on a massive scale because it was this, whew, this thing, it's interesting times, man. It's interesting times. That's just his ghetto point of view. You could take it or let it alone, but I say get ready, get ready, get ready. People, get ready. There's a change coming. So don't you be nervous. Just get on board. And, like, I've always watched the news. You know what I'm saying? And this could just be me being some type of nut theorist or whatever you could say i'm just bugging and i'm going crazy that's, that's those are all possibilities these are all very real possibilities and i leave that a window cracked for that possibility all the time so feel free to get at me in my inboxes my dms or on my my email and let me know yo yo phantom you a little bugging on this one or you know phantom nah i wholeheartedly agree um i was watching the news CBS News, shout out to CBS, and um, when they were doing the weather forecast, they reminded us it was hurricane season, hurricane season was upon us, you know, so they're like, oh, you know, be ready, be ready, be ready, but this is the first time, like, I've seen them really go into an in-depth list of make sure you have food, money, lights, batteries, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, and I'm like, yo, I've watched the news for so many years, and I can't personally recall where they've been so adamant about getting those things ready, so is it just... I mean, we've had hurricanes that have come through and knocked out the lights, knocked out the electricity, storm, you know, superstorm Sandy and things of that nature. So unless they're predicting superstorms and they're just not telling the people, I don't see why they going so hard, why they were going so hard with that. Yes, it is a great thing that our news is making sure people are being mindful and being prepared. But it was, you know, it was a little uh, it was a little ominous. It was definitely ominous. I, I felt that they were trying to tell us to be prepared for more than just that. Or maybe the 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 fallout from that. If they're expecting the, the storms to be really that bad. But just, you know, everybody on the East Coast in America, just be ready. It's, it's hurricane season uh, from now till like, you know, July, August, September, August, September. Even into October, these hurricanes can get really nasty. So make sure, you know, <clears throat> you've put some stuff away. You know, you got some 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 food in the crib that's easy to prepare. You know, some some lights in case the lights go out, candles, matches. Make sure, you know, just make sure you got the basic things. If you need to, if you haven't done so already, maybe get some radios. Uh, that'll be battery operated, what have you. Uh, get a, get some chargers. You know, just, just, I'm not saying go crazy, guys, but just make sure you have the little basic knickknacks away. Even myself is something I got to be more mindful for and to make sure that the fam is taken care of. Uh, just, just something that we have to do as, 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 as people, uh, who want to make sure we are personally okay, but also want to make sure our families is good. You know, never hurts to be a little prepared. It never hurts to be a little prepared. It never hurts to being a little prepared can save a lot of headaches. It's just his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? And I believe it was, a uh, Elise Finch who was, a. Uh, doing that reporting so shout out to elise finch and cbs even though i give cbs a lot of shit because of all the craziness they got going on over there with uh gail king and nora o'donnell nora o'donnell 
Gail King and <clears throat> that mad duo and uh all of the madness they do. I think uh telling people to be prepared at times like these is definitely a good look. So after another user questioned whether Haberman was referring to the presidency, quote unquote, she confirmed. Uh, so they're talking about the presidency presidency, uh, though many social media users reacted to the claims with shock and concerned and questioned whether Trump was mentally sound. Others accused Haberman of helping to spread the former president's propaganda and lies. Uh, somebody replied to Maggie. Uh, he really doesn't believe that he's using it to fundraise and to keep the crazy base engaged. And that should be included in the reporting. But do you know he really doesn't believe that? To the person replying, Maggie Haberman, Free Dominguez, who uh, has a check. Why Maggie Haberman is why I stopped giving the New York Times money years ago. Free Dominguez said that. Oh. Another person wrote... Uh, quote unquote, telling a number, number of people he's in contact with equals directly calling Maggie and telling her to write this. I hate, listen, I'm, somebody, uh, somebody on Twitter wrote, somebody needs to tell Maggie Haberman that Trump is no longer president and she can stop acting like his personal press secretary and stop reporting his every move or things he's supposedly telling people. Uh, commented one Twitter user while another remarked, Maggie Haberman just needs to move to Mar-a-Lago already and marry Trump. She speaks for him more than Melania does. Others accused Haberman of being Trump's propaganda mouthpiece, helping to for quote unquote ferment his ongoing coup and quote unquote amplifying Trump's message for free and even called the journalist to be banned from Twitter like Trump was in January. Uh, one person wrote, I think at Twitter and at Jack Dorsey should suspend Maggie Haberman's account for continuing to spread uh, this propaganda and still pushing his lies. Uh, somebody else wrote, I'm so effing sick of Maggie Haberman acting like Trump's substitute mouthpiece on Twitter. Perhaps Twitter should ban Maggie too. Uh, the article continues last weekend. Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, appeared to be to back a Myanmar style coup in the United States to reinstate Trump's presidency after being asked at a pro Trump rally. Why a coup like in Myanmar couldn't happen in the United States? Flo Flynn responded, no reason it should happen. He later denied he was calling for a coup. Many supporters of Trump continue to argue that the results of the 2020 presidential election Many supporters of Trump continue to argue that the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election, which resulted in a victory for President Joe Biden, were illegitimate and had been rigged. The argument resulted in the January 6th storming of the U.S. Capitol by Trump supporters ahead of Biden's inauguration, which many Democrats have complained, have claimed was an attempted, quote unquote, insurrection. Oh, in other news, uh, Bill Maher, uh, entertainment mogul, um, who was fully vaccinated, contracts COVID-19. Hmm. 
It's an article from the Epic Times. Uh, shout out to the Epic Times. Bill Morrow, who is fully vaccinated and quote unquote feels fine after contracting COVID-19. Uh, political show host and comedian Bill Maher, who is fully vaccinated, has tested positive. Very interesting. Shout out to the Epic Times for that. Don't know. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of information in regards to that, that a lot of the people who've been contracting COVID lately are the people, excuse me, who have been getting the vaccination. Like, there's a, uh, uh, they are overwhelming majority of the new cases and if that's the case what the f is going on there was a Yale professor who stated that and I had reported on that in a previous episode that um a lot of the cases were people who were getting COVID-19 and I had asked the doctor about that and the doctor got really upset he was like that doctor that person doesn't know what he's talking about And as he was uh, encouraging me uh, on, you know, the steps I should take with my family. Um, in regards to securing our health. You know. So I appreciated the doctor's good advice. You know, I like to. uh see all the all the sides of the conversation and take it from there um yeah that that's really my perspective on it and this is uh just his ghetto point of view Yeah, uh, Dr. Harvey Risch, an Ivy League epidemiology professor, has asserted that hydroxychloroquine, uh, the drug that has been at the center of the politicized medical battle for the last several months, is the key to defeating COVID-19. Um, this is an article, uh, Yale University professor backs Stella Emanuel on hydroxychloroquine as cure for COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's been interesting. It's been it's been a very interesting time. It's been a very interesting time. But uh we'll take a quick break, gang, and uh we'll be right back. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's your boy Phantom Fuego. So I just want to expound real quick on that uh that last segment. Uh so the uh the Epidemiologist again, once his name once again is a Dr. Harvey Rich, um, H A R V E Y R I S C H. Dr. Harvey Rich, he's an epidemiologist and he's a professor of public health. Like, so this dude deals with keeping you know large groups of people healthy and being able to live, work, and play and populate you know metropolises, etc., uh, where a lot of that work would be very prevalent as opposed to in more rural areas where you may not have as much as large, densely built populations. So the work this man does and the, the what Harvard 
what I'm sorry, what Yale University pays this gentleman to do is 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 not a fucking joke. You know what I'm saying? And so so I say that to to really preface this before I start to get into the article because of course I'm already gonna be tagged when this shit posts up, and you know they're gonna be like, let's give this some context. <laughs> Eat a dick, all right? <laughs> context these nuts. Right, Dr. Harvey, Dr. Harvey Rich is an article by the Duran.com because other places have posted it. But, you know, I didn't want the excuse to be, oh, those those places are one sided or one perspective. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a bias. Everyone has a perspective. Everyone has an angle and narrative and agenda. Everyone has some type of way they see stuff. This is his ghetto point of view for a reason. I'm giving you the news, views, previews, and reviews with a twist of his ghetto point of view. I'm just telling you how I see this shit. Other people going to see it completely different. And that's to be expected in life. We're not supposed to be monolithic and cookie cutter and myopic in our views or in perspectives on things in life. You understand? All right. So let's dig deep. Dr. Harvey Rich, 60% of new COVID patients have been vaccinated by... Article from 43021. Uh, Dr. Harvey Risch, 60%. Uh, so let's go. Uh, Dr. Harvey Risch, a professor of epidemiology at Yale University. Y A L E. You know somebody teaching there? Oh, oh, you acting like anybody can't teach. Anybody can't teach there. Let's stop that shit right away. <laughs> let's let's not even have that conversation. Oh, you act like that's only that's the only school with good teachers. Shut the <laughs> All of the dumb shit that y'all motherfuckers gonna say. Let me help say it for y'all. Oh, you act like Yale got the best teachers in the world. Oh, you act like a teacher that teach at Yale can't be wrong. Oh, you act like, you act like these people don't make mistakes too. Oh, you act like them niggas is gods or something. They just teachers as well. Oh, every teacher makes a mistake and every teacher is entitled to make mistakes and is entitled to their perspective and every teacher don't know everything and i don't care what school he teach at and ain't that the illuminati school so that nigga is illuminati that nigga is illuminati my soul and my body illuminati all through your body blows like a 12 gauge shoddy hail mary nigga no all right <laughs> you talking about what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> let's just stop and listen to the article you know what i'm saying yeah y-a-l-e you can say skull and bone secret society uh, 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 all that that's a fact the niggas still teach there you still had to be smart enough to deal with those fucking brilliant students yes yes can, can we at least agree on that all right, cool. So, Dr. Harvey Rich, a professor of epidemiology at motherfucking Yale University, nigga, has calculated that upwards of 60% of all new cases of the Wuhan coronavirus, quote, in quotations, COVID 
hyphen 19, COVID-19, are occurring in people who are already vaccinated for the disease. And didn't we just see in an article from Epic Times that Bill Maher, who's vaccinated, has a disease? Haven't we been seeing that a lot lately, y'all? People that took the vaccine are the ones catching coronavirus. Haven't we been seeing that? What the fuck is really going on? I'm not saying people shouldn't take the vaccine. I'm not saying the vaccine is not safe. I'm saying make up your mind and make your own decision and don't let people force you into a corner, y'all. That's all the hell I'm saying. Just like the girl that plays Shuri on Marvel's Black Panther was saying Shuri and they, they trying to dead her whole acting career and they don't want her to be in a Black Panther movie no more. Marvel is furious. Like, what the fuck? All she said was make up your own mind. Do your own research. Take a second to sit back and reflect and pay attention to the wave. And that might not be where you want to surf at right now. That's all the fuck she said. But whatever, we'll continue with the article. Quote unquote, clinicians have been telling me that more than half of the new COVID cases that they're treating are people who have been vaccinated, Rich told Bannon. Uh, this was an interview he gave uh, to Steve Bannon and everybody. Oh, but that's oh Steve Bannon. That's that, that's Trump's boy. That's Trump's guy. I, I can't believe that. I just want to know, can just somebody please explain to me as I asked the doctor before he flipped out on me and just yelled at me. Why would a professor from Yale University. Put his career in jeopardy put his name in jeopardy put his reputation that he's built up as an epidemiologist and to be one of the heads of the public health department at do i have to keep repeating this niggas (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the jury (laughs) do i have to keep repeating that no yes tell me i'd like to know (laughs) all right his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. H I S G H E T T O P O I N T. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Tell me what a freak I'm bugging. Tell me why I'm crazy. Tell me why I'm crazy. Tell me why I'm crazy. Tell me why I'm making no sense. Tell me why none of this makes sense, guys. Just tell me. Just just give me a real reason why none of it makes sense to you. A logical argument. Present articles, links to conversations, all that. I love it. I love it. CDC stuff. People send me all type of great stuff to the email, and I appreciate it. In addition to sending donations, which they do to paypal.me slash phantom fuego p-h-a-n-t-m-p-h-u-e-g-o or at venmo at phantom dash fuego dash 42 the number four the number two people also send me all these amazing articles to check out all these different references all the source material to look at and that super helps me to do what i do here and it shows me the type of wave and the direction y'all want the show to go. And it lets me know that what I've been on and the wave that I've been riding is the wave that y'all ride. And we're creating a family and a collective here of people who like this type of shit. And I love y'all for it. And this is y'all community. So I hope y'all all can vibe and love each other too, man. And let's, let's, let's keep building this and moving it forward. But anyway, <clears throat> the 
article says, while Americans who buy into the pandemic narrative have been led to believe that the jabs will protect them against serious symptoms should they test positive, Rich says that they that the medical establishment is looking at things a little bit differently. I think the American public has been sold on the vaccine by the research that shows that they reduce the infection of mild to moderate symptomatic infection by somewhere between 60 to 90 percent, depending upon age and vaccine. However, that is not the measure that the Public Health Infrastructure Administration and Dr. Fauci are using to look at the efficacy of the vaccine. Uh, Rich is also quoting as saying they've estimated that more than 30 percent of the new cases that they are treating covid cases have been people who have been vaccinated. And of course, this is the same person who was uh, uh, got in trouble very much last year. Last year, the, this uh, article continues. Rich was shited and ostracized in various medical circles, including within his own workplace for advocating the use of hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, HCQ in the treatment of the Wuhan virus. On May 27th, he published a study in the American Journal of Epidemiology that outlined how the drug works to prevent serious infections, entitled The Early Outpatient Treatment of Symptomatic High-Risk COVID-19 Patients That Should Be Ramped Up Immediately as Key to the Pandemic Crisis. Rich Rich's paper revealed that what, what Fauci denied, that HCQ is an inexpensive, effective way to curb the crisis without the need for lockdowns, mask, and tyranny. Later on in August, Rich told Fox News host Mark Levin that the, that the evidence is overwhelming to support the use of HCQ in the treatment of patients with the Wuhan flu. Uh, it reduces the risk of both hospitalization and death from the Wuhan virus. As if forever chemicals hadn't done enough damage uh, to fertility, these shots look like they're going to create a massive dearth in babies, wrote one person commenting about the Wuhan virus injections. Another person wrote that the synthetic spike protein acts like retroviruses. Like retroviruses, some people can mount an immune response and keep them at bay. Others cannot. Another person commented, what's scary about these uh, medical devices is they're producing spike proteins theoretically in every cell of your body. It's like skipping HIV and going straight to AIDS. I think over the next two years, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. This is very interesting, guys. Uh, the Duran.com. Uh, for this article, Whew. Dr. Harvey Rich, Rich, H-A-R-V-E-Y-R-I-S-C-H. And again, you can say anything you want about Okay, let's give, and, and, and to be fair, let's let's give the quote-unquote facts, politifact.com. 60% of new COVID patients are people who received the vaccine is the allegation. And of course, the Gabriel settles April 29, No, vaccinated people do not make up 60% of the new COVID cases. Let's see. 
worldwide push to get people vaccinated against COVID-19 is based on scientific evidence that shows its vaccines help reduce the spread of the of the virus and minimize the severity of infections in those that have been inoculated. But a widely shared social media claim suggests otherwise. Six, <clears throat> Yale public health professor, quote unquote, Yale public health professor suggests 60 percent of new COVID patients have received vaccines, reads a screenshot of a headline shared on Instagram. The article pictured goes to a to on to quote Yale professor Dr. Harvey Risch. Clinicians have been telling me that more than half of the new COVID cases that they are treating are people who have been vaccinated. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news. Quote unquote, I'm, I'm putting air quotes up like a motherfucker in misinformation on its newsfeed. And of course, PolitiFact says, read more about our partnership with Facebook. Now, with everything you've seen go on, understand that this article is written by people who have a clear partnership with Facebook. So do they have a a horse in the race? I'll leave that up to you to decide. It was shared April 22nd on Instagram by Leela Sentner, co-founder of the 300 Students Sentner Academy, a private Miami school that made news a few days later for barring vaccinated teachers from having contact with students, citing debunked claims about the unvaccinated people suffering adverse effects after being around those who are not debunked claims. See that? Women's menstrual cycles and fertility are affected by being around people who have received COVID-19 vaccines. This is guys, if listen to the shit they wrote in this article, and this is an article written by New York Times. In New York Times in an op-ed by Yale medical student Alice Lou Culligan and Yale School of Medicine writer in residence Randy Hutter Epstein. A woman's menstrual cycle can fluctuate due to a number of factors, including diet, stress, exercise, illness, and pregnancy. In an op-ed for the New York Times, Yale medical student Alice Lou Culligan and Yale School of Medicine writer and residence Randy Hutter Epstein argue that there is room for more research about the relationship between vaccines and women's menstrual cycles, but noted that the current data does not suggest a connection. And quote-unquote, even if there is a connection... One unusual period is no cause for alarm. Yup. Y'all playing with women's menstrual cycles in total. This is what they wrote in the New York Times. One 
unusual period is no cause. So when so what the what the fuck are you talking about? While the effects of vaccines on women are still being studied. Data so far collected indicates they're safe. What? Guys, y'all can't have to keep disclaiming all of this shit. This doesn't make no sense. Okay, guys, there's a there's another article here on PolitiFact. The number the article If you have to disclaim this much shit in such a short period There's an article from March 2021. That's the stated on the number of pregnant women who have miscarried increased by 366% in just six weeks as a result of their receiving the COVID-19. Guys, what the fuck is going on? This article is by Samantha Putterman from April 2nd, 2021. COVID-19 vaccines did not cause a 366% increase in miscarriage carriages as an article. Claimed. What, the fuck? what the fuck are we talking about? Why are you so upset, Phantom? Why does this bother you so much? Guys, what the, we talking about babies dying. This is allegedly a 366% increase in babies dying in just six weeks when the moms took the COVID vaccine. In an alarming article. Guys, I'm sorry. I just lost it. I just lost my shit. In an alarming article. Uh, this is a courtesy of the Daily Expose. A number of women to lose their unborn child after having COVID vaccines increases by 366% in just six weeks. Article uh, says, uh, this article from March 21st. The government has have released new weekly reports on auto uh, guys. I can't even read this shit. This shit is so fucking sad. 
this this is tragic, guys. Guys, if there's literally any truth to this stuff, I just say, please, just just do your research, man. Because this is, this is sad. This is truly tragic. We're going to take a quick break, man. We'll be back. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, yo, I'm very, very bothered by what's going on. Uh, with this, these uh, news reports family, I'm gonna do dig in, do some due diligent research, um, and report back to you guys. Uh, cause this, this is this is tragic. If this is true, a 366 percent increase, um, in abortions in the first month and a half of them administering a new vaccine is. I mean, alarming to say the least, diabolical to say the worst, if this is true, and they're just keeping it quiet. I'm going to do some more research, gang. It's your boy, Phantom Fuego, P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O. Thank you so much, guys. You rocking the vibe with me. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I truly humbly appreciate it. Please continue to donate at his to his ghetto point of view at paypal.me. Slash Phantom Fuego PayPal.me Slash Phantom Fuego P-H-A-N-T-M P-H-U-E-G-O Or Venmo at Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego P-H-U-E-G-O Number four The number two Thank you guys so much Have a great one Take care Be blessed Stay well See you soon